0: back to episode four of season four, I guess, of SID Cast. Uh, I'm your host, David Gibson, if you didn't already know. Uh, I hope everybody had a great Think Your SID week. Uh, make sure that you uh, reach out to some people if you still haven't already. And just know that this week doesn't really have to be the end of you thinking uh, other people or even just uh, thinking a little bit highly of yourself and the value that you bring to your office. Um, this is a great week for it, but I believe that the efforts can go year round basically. So, um, just a little nugget that I think you guys need to, to kind of take with you. Um, I'll keep this pretty short. I got some things that I need to do kind of, uh, off air a little bit and then I don't want to spend too much time doing this, but, um, thank you to our Patreon supporters. First and foremost, Eric Gibson, Jay Stansel, Alec Morgan, and Tyler Stofsky, um, Appreciate you guys more than you could ever know. Uh, so there's that. Sign up for our newsletter, sidcast.substack.com. It's completely free. There's a subscribe now button. Um, we have this, up including this episode, like, I don't know, seven, six or seven episodes left. I can't do math right now, but... Um, leave that make sure that you get that straight to your inbox i don't want you guys to miss a single episode uh for your walks your runs whatever you've got going on however you listen to the show um don't want you to miss it uh yeah uh today we have emily Dorco, as the title kind of tells you uh the adelphi Panthers. she's an alumna alumnus is that the word you use for the university um she was a two sport athlete we talk about kind of balancing that the go get her attitude that she kind of had um really just kind of communicating when when people said you need to work on this 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 and this she didn't she didn't really shy away from the challenge and then that's what's really helped her um as she's grown into her. Her current role at uh back at her alma mater adelphi so um i'll stop rambling a little bit you guys can learn a little bit more about emily on uh, episode 167 of sidcast with emily Dorco of the adelphi panthers and uh her sport background growing up right here on sidcast
1: So I don't know if I knew I wanted to work in sports. I obviously liked sports. I started playing softball when I was seven, six or seven. Um, obviously played through high school and did the summer ball for over six years of my life um, and then got recruited to play softball at Adelphi. And that's kind of where my, my work and professional career started, um, when my college career started.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's a kind of the same way that because I, I think I talked about this in a few episodes before you, and I'm kind of remembering the episode order. Is I had no idea that he could work in sport. Like I just thought that that was like a coach thing, and then everybody else, like hell, if I know what the what the table people were. Like I didn't know what they were for. Like
1: right, or what I they always thought. It.
0: Like yeah, I was like, and I thought about this the other day. I was like, all the jobs I thought I would do when I was growing up sports information director was not one of them at all. Like I thought I would be an EMT. I thought I would be a newspaper writer. At one point I was like, I'll be a pilot. At one point when I was real little, I was like, I'm going to join Marines, things like that. So it's kind of all over the place. And all of a sudden here you are. So how did, what was your first day sports information like when you were at Adelphi? So
1: I was a sophomore. Um, So I was actually a two sport athlete at Adelphi. I played softball. I played volleyball in the fall and then I played softball in the spring. So um needless to say, I never really had an off season, right? I was, was coming. Yeah. yeah, I was coming in August early and playing volleyball all fall. And then that wrapped up usually right around November, uh right around Thanksgiving, and then I would have December off and then it would be okay full training mode for softball in January. So um as I started to familiarize myself with the administrators in the department, I Twitter was fresh on the scene in two thousand and ten for us at Adelphi. So I um, started working in media relations, sports information as a sophomore um, in my undergrad, and I always chose to tweet at games. And now in my position, looking back at like our Twitter feed from 2010 and 2011, and we did so many game updates. And now the strategy is so different. It's, it's a little frustrating because we wasted so much time and so many characters. Uh, so it's just funny. But um, that's kind of how I got my start. And I was working with the media relations staff in terms of social media, um, at home games. And then kind of, I started, I had a real interest in graphic design, which I had taken a couple of courses in high school. I was pretty much self-taught and like, obviously you can watch a YouTube tutorial on anything now. So I was doing a lot of the schedule cards, the posters, uh, any graphics for the website splash pages. So, Um, kind of found a little niche there that I was able to kind of really grasp onto and kind of be like the go-to person. So that was um, helpful. And then right as I was um, about to be a senior, I was planning for grad school. So I went to my boss and I said, what do I need to do over the next year to be able to get the grad assistant position in Sports Info? And he was like, all right, we're going to have to up your writing. We're going to have to teach you how to use the back end of the website we're going to need to make sure you're well versed in broadcasting and webcast and equipment and troubleshooting so I spent in between games practices and traveling I spent um, my off time doing that Uh, so that way when I graduated I I spent the next two years as the sports info grad assistant.
0: How did that feel to for him to kind of come back at you and say we need you to do all of this stuff, I mean, was that overwhelming for you with everything going on? Or was that just one more thing you needed to tackle?
1: It made me realize how much back-end work um, that office in any athletic department does, right? So it's not so much just the outward-facing things. So I'll have some student-athletes now that say, oh, she runs the Instagram, or oh, she runs the Twitter. And I'm like, I, get that all the I time, do so yeah. much more than that.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I've I got, the I've got, to got your games. kids. Yeah, I got football kids that like oh, what's football? No, JV basketball kids too of all people. They were like, I was doing their their media day, and um, they were just taking their sweet ass time. Like they were just like, you know, I needed them to to get their jersey on, get their practice jersey on, get in front of it, and take a picture and go because I had I had a meeting to be at with the new arena and everything that we had. And um, one kid was just taking like just did not just wanted to goof off, do it whatever. And I'm not I like. I leave the, the discipline, obviously, leave the disciplining to your coaches, first of all. So I told this kid, like, hey, guys, I need you to hurry up. And he goes, hey, guys, we need to hurry. This guy's got more pictures to take. And I was like,
1: okay, yeah, that's all he like,
0: did. Yeah, is that how you see me? Like, so it's interesting to, to hear, like, it almost makes you wonder, like, should I just ask random athletes, like, what, what do we do? Because I think we get interesting answers out of that.
1: I think you should, I think you could honestly do a whole (laughs) podcast of just their answers. That would be a really good um, segue into the new year. Like, it's like that meme that has like the six pictures and it's like what my parents think I do, what my friends think I do, what my significant other thinks I do. So (laughs)
0: what was that? um, Oh, it was, it was a thing. It was like a thing there for a while. It was like, it was an emergency on the plane. And somebody asks, is there a doctor on board? And you're like sitting with your your parent or your dad or something. And they nudge you. And they're like, go see if they need any help. And, they're, and you remember this? Does anybody else remember this? They're like, your dad is like going to nudge you and be like, go see if they need help. And they're like, Dan, they don't need my help. They have a doctor on board. And he goes, well, notice how they're not calling for a sports information director, are they? <laughs> and he's like, "Damn, please stop. And then, and then it was uh it was like, go ask if they need um what is it that you do again? So I was like, one of those things that, right. <laughs> that I think you could definitely uh, play off of. So um, yeah, it's definitely, that's definitely interesting. that be, that might be a little content piece. Cause I've been wanting to do more career and sport things for our kids.
1: Yeah, no, I think, I mean, if you don't do it, I might, well, if you do do it, I'm going to probably steal it from you. So I, it was a collaborative effort. <laughs>
0: Thank you. Well, there you go. Um, yeah. I, I, so kind of going back to your athlete experience and I wanted to talk to you about this because I've been doing a lot more with our football recruiting guys. Um, we got new coaches in, they need a little bit more help than this time around. So well, this is actually our first season of football. So I don't even know what I'm talking about, but they need a little bit more help. And we've got a lot of guys that are coming in there. Like, I'm going to play football. I'm going to run track. So what was, firstly, what was a dual sport experience like? Because when I was a freshman in college, I did run track cross country. That was my thing. That was like th- three seasons around around the year. So what was that like for you? Um, did at any point you ever, I, I guess, kind of getting back to the overwhelmed question?
1: Yeah. I mean, both of the programs that I played for were so unique and so different. The cultures and the almost even the camaraderie. Um, obviously, mm-hmm. well, not obviously, but I was recruited to play softball. And I had tried out on my official visit for the volleyball team because coincidentally, um, this girl that played for my travel club team, my travel softball team, who was four years older than me, she went to Adelphi and played softball and volleyball. And I was like, Oh, well, if she could do it, then I feel like, I mean, I'm strong willed and I'm determined. And if I put my mind to it, I could probably kind of work it out. Um, so yeah, I went on my official visit. I tried out for the volleyball team and kind of got offered um a spot. And that was great because I went to college with automatically two sets of friends, <laughs> which <laughs> um which I'm paying for now because we I probably average about five weddings a year at this rate. So um, like I said, so different, so unique. Obviously, they're two different sports, right? Volleyball is fast paced and softball is a little slower. But the skill set that I had just for being an athlete transferred to both um, pretty seamlessly, which I'm always thankful for. Um, So yeah, I mean, yes, overwhelmed at times, but I think it was a lot of figuring out who I wanted to be in college. I feel like they say you go to college and you find out who you really are. Um, So I was able to kind of figure out in the fall who I was as a volleyball athlete and then really flipped the switch for the spring when, um, I was getting ready to play my main, my primary sport, I guess you could say, which was softball. So, um, I, I had a great time. I had a great support systems between the administration at Adelphi and the coaching staffs that I had, um, the coaching, the softball, or the volleyball coach that I had that I played for. She's still the volleyball coach at Adelphi now. So now we have, flip the script a little bit and we have a unique yeah. relationship on the administrative side of things. So that's been a fun experience, um, since I've been back since 2017. So.
0: Well, we can't glaze over that. I mean, what is that <laughs> dynamic like? Because that's, <laughs> because that's weird too, because and I'll say this. Um, I like I, when I transferred to USI, I went to the university of Southern Indiana. That's where my alma mater is. I transferred in, and I had this overlap period to where I was the GA, but I still took, like, two undergrad classes. Mm. And these two undergrad classes were taught by uh, somebody that I worked with in the athletic department. So it was, like, oh. a weird, like, I, yeah, it was, like, a weird, like, we worked together over there, but over here, like, you're my instructor. Like, it was weird. So what, what's that, what, was, what is that relationship like, especially in the beginning and to now?
1: Right. And when I interviewed um, to come back to Adelphi in 2017, that was one of the questions that one of the coaches that when I was a student athlete was still there in coaching. And he said, what's different? Like, what's going to how are you going to change the expectations and the perceptions of the coaching staff and the administrators now? Because we've only seen you as a grad assistant and as a student athlete. And I was like, that's a great question. But I think so. I spent two almost two years at uh, New York tech, which is a, a close by division two school. And I said, I was a lone SID for 13 sports. I was running my own shop. I had to manage a team of student workers um, and a grad assistant. So I, I was like, I've done a lot of growing up in the 18 months that I was gone. Um, so yeah, the dynamic has been kind of setting the tone from when I first came back to Adelphi and um, like I said, we, I specifically for volleyball flipped the switch, uh, the script because um, she coached me and now I'm in a position where I oversee her program. Um, So it's a lot of communication and it's a lot of talking things out and working together. Um, We always say that our primary focus is the student athlete experience and providing the highest quality one that we can, um, which obviously has proven to be more difficult during this time of COVID. But we're figuring it out and it's it's been it's been a fun roller coaster, I guess you could say of kind of dealing with things and navigating and um, even just as a young administrator myself, I have a lot to learn in the realm of advising and being an administrator, right? I haven't been around the block as long as maybe an athletic director or a longtime um, SWA in a department so it's 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 a learning experience every day.
0: Yeah. What's it like going through that learning experience, especially when you have all your other duties on top of it?
1: Oh, that is the part that gets overwhelming when it's, I mean, in my position as director of external, it's the website, it's um, sports info, it's uh, special events. It's, I I have a a full-time assistant who we collaborate on running our special events and he focuses on the corporate sponsorships, but that's all connected back to the webcast because then I need to make sure that whatever's in the corporate sponsorship contract is being brought to fruition, say on a webcast in terms of um, PA reads and uh, commercials. So um, there are times where I need to take one hat off and put one hat on. Um, and I re- and that's when I tell my staff, I'm like, I have to work on this today. It's only the only thing I have time for. Um, if you have something super time sensitive, like I'll, I'll try and figure it out, but otherwise I kind of need to put my head down and focus on this for the time being. So, especially now in this time of not being in the office, I mean, right. We're actually back in the office two days a week, but not being with them every day, the last seven or eight months has been, um, a little more difficult. Um, I live in a small one bedroom apartment in my office. My home office is in the kitchen. So, um, It's been nice having the ability to go back to the office for now. But yeah, really um, just kind of saying, like being realistic about it. It's like, hey, I know we have all this stuff going on today. Can you you guys please take care of it? Because I just don't have the capacity.
0: What's it like managing a team remotely like that?
1: It's a lot of Zoom calls. (laughs) We always joke and anytime I'm on a zoom call it's like oh the zoom fatigue is is real it's getting real so we try yeah. to be super succinct succinct with kind of what we're talking about if it's um strategy or if it's content collaboration we I mean google Doc, Google docs and sheets has become our best friend because it's an, something that people can work on collaboratively at the same time which is helpful um it's a lot of I don't even want to say micromanagement. I probably check in a lot more than I would have if we were in the office, but just because I, I I mean, I have to know, I have to know that things are getting done and um, that stuff we say we're going to do is being worked on. And I mean, I hope, I mean, obviously, like I told you, we just um, made the announcement to cancel winter. So uh, it's going to be another at least two months of doing this. So things that haven't worked or haven't been working, I guess we'll, I'll have time to figure out.
0: And how have you been doing through this? Cause I mean, you just said you went back two days a week and then you were looking at, all right, now I get to go back to games and now you don't even, I mean, I don't mean to like make you depressed or anything, but now you don't even okay. get that. So what has what, what you, what have you been kind of working through yourself?
1: Um, it's been, I mean, obviously today was a lot to process. Um, I actually also got married this year. So, um, Planning a wedding and um, postponing a, a wedding and kind of going through that whole process—it's—it's it's definitely been something to take my mind off of work. But then mm-hmm. that's not a really great thing. To kind of, a,
0: yeah. yeah, I'm getting—I'm uh, getting married as well, so um, it, it is also a very yeah. Congrats to you! It is also a very—it's not like you're like yeah, it's a distraction. But holy god, it's right. like a whole nother behemoth in itself.
1: Very true. Yeah. I mean, I went ahead or we went ahead and we got, we had our church ceremony um, and we postponed our reception. So we did the important part, as they say.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, um, let's go back to a little bit of your background here. I did want to ask you something. Um, In that year, you had to prove yourself because I had something similar. So in that year, you had to prove yourself. What was your, did your work ethic change? I mean, did, obviously it had to now that you knew what to work on, but what was their reaction like when you kind of presented like proof that you can do something that you oh, can do? It?
1: Um, it's funny because I can vividly remember a time. I want to say it was in my senior year where I had sat down with my boss and he was like, what do you want to do? Like, what's the end goal? Like, do you want to work in sports info? And I was like, I, I don't know. I, I definitely know I want to get my master's and I have fun doing this, but I think I sat that de- I sat there in our underground cafe, and I said, I want to be, I have an idea for what I want to do with my life, and I spat out six different things. I said, I want to be an art director for photo shoots. I want to um, design layout for publications. I want to work at a marketing agency. I want, and I probably rattled on with three or four more things, and my boss was like, okay, well, we're going to need to focus on one of those things um, to really time. try yeah to really try and see if that's a what you want to do and um b if it's something that you want to do for a period of time of your life so we went back and forth and i i, I feel as though i i mean i switched my degree to marketing i have uh, my undergrad in marketing and i have an mba specialized in marketing so um kind of working for that marketing agency i do i get to essentially do sport marketing every day in my current role um but yeah kind of the biggest thing was um in that year working on my writing and I actually looked a lot to one of my fellow student coworkers. Um, she was a great writer. She was actually my, uh, full-time assistant when I came back to Adelphi in 2017, Victoria Chiesa. And now she works for, um, the USTA for their, um, social and content team. Um, but I, I worked a lot with her cause she, I, I think she's an excellent writer and, uh, I would have her proof a lot of my stuff and um, that's why she was such an asset to our team um, when I came back. So really just putting the work in. It it sounds super cliche, but um, recognizing that maybe you're not really good at something and kind of saying, okay, well, if I want to do this or if someone's going to expect me to um, prove myself, then I really need to just sit down and kind of figure it out
0: what was it like what is it like internally because i have the same problem um thinking to yourself i want to do this i want to do x y z i want to do a a i want to do a b i want to do a c what what is it like kind of taming that a little bit because like sometimes and and we 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 talked during the season i'm sure people will find out that uh we talked to a lot of builders just building programs building departments building something for themselves outside of this stuff so what is it like for you kind of um, working with that feeling of I still got to do my job, but man, I can't shake the feeling that I want to, you know, try something else maybe.
1: Oh, I, I still think I do that every day. I'm like, oh, well, I see jobs or like you're perusing LinkedIn or you're you're kind of seeing where other, you, I mean, my big thing is when people leave this industry and what they're going to do, I'm like, oh, that might be cool. So. Um, I mean, I I won't say that that feeling's gone away. I love what I do right now because I I get to interact with student athletes almost every day um, when we are on campus. So I think, especially in this time of being away from the office and um, obviously still working, doing a lot of self-reflection of how can I be better for my staff um, has been something that I've tried to focus on. Um, Just because when you're invested or when you have a manager that is invested in seeing the whole team succeed, I think it makes it easier to work for that person. So um, in the same way that I want to do that for my boss, I hope to do it for the people that report directly to me.
0: And what does that self-reflection look like for you? It's a
1: lot of, am I communicating effectively? Am I actually expressing what my expectations are Um, because a lot of the times not a lot of the times but there have been instances where things happen and I'm like oh that's maybe not what I meant so then I have to sit back and say okay did I put a deadline in the email or did I express exactly what I what photos I wanted to be used or um, how I kind of wanted the layout to look so it's really sitting down and or just taking a step back for a moment and being like, okay, why didn't that turn out the way I wanted it to, or the way I expected it to? So, I think it's important. It's
0: honest, yeah, it's a lot of honest conversation with yourself too.
1: With yourself, and, yeah.
0: And, and the first part is admitting if you made a mistake or, or or you like i said you forgot to put a deadline in an email. Like just tell that to yourself. Like that's the first thing, and then everything else follows after that. At least for me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, let's talk about, uh, you you briefly mentioned over there for a little bit. You went, obviously it was time to leave Adelphi, uh, the first time. So, and then you're obviously back now, but, um, what was it like having to leave? What was life like at that time for you? Um, spare no detail with that.
1: I was so sad. It was 2015 and we were hosting the softball regional at Adelphi when I was a grad assistant. So it was May, the first or second week of May, and I was in the back, I was in the press box. I would say the back of the press box, meaning I was standing because it's not very big. And I had gotten a phone call from the interim dean of student affairs who kind of oversaw my um, my interview process. And they were like, oh, we'd love to offer you the job. And I was in that moment, I was so excited because I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to have somewhere to go. I'm not just going to graduate and not have any idea what the I'm heck not, I'm doing. Yeah. Um, I had like a, a start date, and I was so happy because that's what I feel like, at least for me growing up, like that's what I worked for. It was like, okay, you went to high school, you played sports, you worked really hard to get a scholarship, you went to college, you worked hard to get um postgraduate done, and now that was just the next step getting that job. So, I go back in the press box and I have like humongous smile, smile on my face. And then I announced the press box and that was just a great overall feeling. And then as my time dwindled down, um, I think I worked up and up through commencement as my time dwindled down, it was like, Oh, all right, well now I have to leave the place that I've only known for the last six years. So um, I remember like packing my stuff up slowly and uh, bringing stuff home day by day for my cubicle, because I mean, obviously, you know, being in sports information your desk or your cubicle or your office becomes your second home. Um, if you're not living out of your car, you, you have a bunch of stuff piled up uh, wherever you mm-hmm. can store it. So um, that last day I kind of said my goodbyes and in, uh, in dramatic fashion, of course. And I, I, our offices are at the top of a big staircase. So I turned the corner and like tears streaming down my face. I was like, Oh my gosh, I, I don't know if this is pathetic or if this is what's supposed to happen or am I just really, really scared because I don't know what the next thing is going to look like. So that was, it was difficult and it was great. And it was obviously rewarding because I, I put my time in um, at New York tech for, like I said, 18 months. And uh, my current role opened back up and I got a phone call from my now current boss and saying, we'd love to have you come back and interview for the position. So it was, it was, I left, but I came back, and it's all kind of come full circle for me.
0: Yeah, I had that feel to get that call.
1: Oh, I mean, I knew that the position was going to be opened. Did I expect to get a phone call? No. Was I super grateful and humbled and um, surprised? Yes, to get that phone call. That was such um, an honor for my now boss to consider hiring me or bringing me back to to obviously a department that had done so much for me. So I just feel like that was um, a good opportunity for me to kind of say, yeah, well, now I'm ready to give back to to you or to this department and the student athletes that come to Adelphi.
0: I've always kind of wondered this because I've always kind of toyed with the idea in my head, like if I ever got to go back to Evansville or got the opportunity to go to USI, like would it mean more? to be at a place to where, you know, what made you. So yeah. does it?
1: Yeah, it a hundred percent does. And I love when um, coaches will walk uh, prospective students by my door and kind of introduce me. And, and I get to, I get to tell my story in a brief two minute conversation that this is my home. This is where I grew up. I did a lot of growing up. Um, I spent six years here before I came back uh, and now I'm here working for Kids who I was once in their position. I, I I think that's, it's a, I'm sure it's not a unique position to be in. I'm sure there's people all over the country that are in the same boat, but I I really take pride, uh, in it. Um. Yeah, I don't I don't think, right now I wouldn't change it for the world. Uh, as tough as these days have become, but, we'll see.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah, kind of going off a- along the same lines as that. Obviously, you're you're familiar with a brand. You're familiar with with who the university is. It's not like when when you get to your new school, you have to kind of figure everything out. You got to feel okay. Where is this office? Where is the marketing office? You know, yeah. you, you know everything. And there's that familiarity with you. So, um, obviously, how I guess how is it to be acclimated like that, and how do you think people can become acclimated like that at any new stop um within because because there's still some places here in Livonia to where people are like oh do you know so-and-so's office I'm like nope <laughs> <I have> no <laughs> idea, so, um, yeah how do you how do you suggest people kind of go about getting getting comfortable in their new spot
1: yeah I think leaning a lot on the people who are already there um, so, if you're going to a new spot and you make a really good connection with one of your coworkers internally, like within the athletic department, then saying, Hey, do you have a contact over in admissions or over in marketing and communications or over in um, the advancement office? Like, w- would you mind setting up a meeting that we could both go together? That way, there's that almost that, um, intermediary. So you, you take that person with you and you kind of latch onto them and you say, okay, Mm -hmm. from with your help, I'm going to learn all of these people that I need to kind of, like you said, become acclimated with. And, um, yeah, I, I was in a unique position because there are still people in all of those areas that recognize my name just from being a student athlete, even health services. I think, um, when I first came back, I, I, I think I had a sinus infection and I bopped into health services and she was the, the woman, she was like, Oh my God, are you kidding? Why are you back? (laughs) And I was like, what do you mean? Why am I back? I work here now. And, um, yeah, so definitely using the resources that you have and the connections that you can make quickly, obviously you're going to make connections with your coaches and the other administrators when you're, when you're on a new campus and kind of then helping, having them help you bridge those connections and, um, make those introductions is is what I would do.
0: What's it like kind of evolving into the role you have now to where it's a little bit more administrative and and being the SWA for the department?
1: Yeah, it's, um, it's crazy because at the same point that I'm doing that, I am still also, I do still have SID responsibilities. So I am still there on game Mm. days. I'm schlepping my laptop and my printer out to the press box for lacrosse doubleheaders And, um, interacting with the student athletes as if I were um, like a part of their coaching staffs or part of their teams. Um, so, I mean, that's probably one of the most rewarding is when you can walk onto the field and half the student athletes are like, Dorko! like yelling across like waving and just kind of being silly. And um, I think that's why I enjoy it so much because seeing their personalities it's just there's no other joy I feel like I can feel I mean I I work for a women's lacrosse team who has won nine national championships and I've been a part of two of them so like that's been an insane experience I've been um in Michigan and then the other uh 2017 was in Pennsylvania so um yeah it's been a fun ride and uh Grand Valley State
0: oh okay that makes sense
1: yeah so um yeah, I mean, uh, like I said, I, I obviously I still have to do those other parts of um, my job more administratively, and um, but I do like to hold on to the fun things as well.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, what's it like being a young female in this profession? Uh, obviously, you're balancing those two different dynamics here, and, as well as being a leader, uh, because now you're getting you have male athletes now. I mean, what is it? What is it like for you? Um, yeah, so sp- again, spare no detail for us.
1: Sure. Um, like I said, when I first came back in 2017, and it was it was a lot of um, flipping the script and changing the expectation, and and coming in. I don't want to say coming in hot because uh, there's a difference between coming in hot and coming in appropriately lukewarm, I, right? Yeah. Kind of setting yeah. the standard and saying this is who I am now, and this is how I'm going to run things, and I'm here to work for you, but I'm also here to work with you, um, and I feel like it's a lot of culture, so if I work with um, one coaching staff really well, it's the student-athletes see that, and they recognize, like, oh, mm-hmm. when she asks for something, or when when she's around our program, she probably means business, like, she's she's doing her job, she's not just hanging out or whatever. So um, I think that being that type of presence and having that type of presence, like there's a time for fun and play, and then there's a time for um, getting really serious. And I've had to have tough conversations with student athletes and um, their coaches. So it's, those are experiences that I'm always learning from, how I handle them, how I approach them, how I maybe talk with a coach coach or coaching staff before I talk to a student athlete um, kind of what that relationship looks like and what it entails um, is ever evolving. Uh, and and that's also due to the nature of uh, maybe coaches and how they run things. Like um, some of older coaches that have been around for a long time, I have to figure out how I best work with them or how can I best get what I need from them out of them. And if I have Mm. to adapt and adjust a little bit and change what I'm doing or how I speak or um, how often I check in, I'll do that. If at the end of the day, I'm getting my job done. Uh, That's obviously one of the priorities for me. Um, But being a young female administrator is it has its days. Uh, I won't say it's all cupcakes and rainbows. Um, Yeah, it's it's getting that spot at the table and and making sure that even, especially in my SWA role, it's, it's, I am a female and I, I'm at a table and I'm at a table and asked to make decisions or asked for my thoughts and opinions because I, I've, I've gotten to that point. Right. And I deserve to be at the table as much um, as other administrators. So it's, it's been, I, I don't want to say everything is a learning curve or it's, it's an experience, but it is. And I, I, I hope right. that every time I am a part of something or um, get the opportunity to give my thoughts and my opinions that I, I'm learning and growing from them and um, looking to my, the, the people I report to and kind of picking their brains um, is definitely important. I've still, uh, our former SWA, she now works at Regis in Colorado um, and kind of keeping in contact with her and um, talking with other people in the biz is the only way you kind of grow yourself and uh, get advice Mm -hmm. from an outside perspective. Um, So that's why things like CoSIDA are great, uh, WoSIDA, Mm -hmm. all of those uh, organizations that we have are, are great resources. Um, for young individuals in this profession to learn and grow and learn about themselves and figure out if this is a spot for them.
0: Yeah. I like how you say, like, I deserve a seat at the table. I think that that is something that a lot of people kind of shy away from. Um, We've talked a lot about this and I've been kind of looking around. Uh, This pandemic has been interesting. It's been a lot of introspective, at least for me, and I'm sure it has been for a lot of people by force. Um, Obviously that makes people uncomfortable to do that because you can't bury yourself in work when (laughs) you're furloughed working from home. So um, it, it makes me happy to hear you say, I deserve a seat at the table. I believe myself, just personally, I believe that SIDs and anybody in this sort of communications role absolutely deserve a seat at the table. So what would you say to those who are maybe thinking, who might be a little bit more bashful about it for one reason or the other, maybe they just think, Oh, maybe, or maybe they don't even want to be at the seat at the table. So, what would you say to those individuals to kind of? I think there was a panel at CoSIDA called "Being a Part of Your AD's Wolf Pack." I think is what it was called. I don't remember. So, how do you go, how do you think they should go about doing that?
1: Especially when you're new, or maybe you're starting at a new spot. It's I would suggest or recommend you don't want to always be in your boss's door, right? You don't want to always be um, right. asking them questions, but by getting being around them and seeing how they handle uh, situations and hearing how they speak to other administrators and other coaches um, you kind of have to learn what their expectations are and how what they are preaching or what they're looking to create within the culture, how do you fit into that? Um, so for example, my boss, like I said, stresses that we are here to provide the highest quality student athlete experience while they're at Adelphi. So how can we do that? What um, what changes do we need to make to facilities? What, um, what can we build in so that way that all of our student athletes feel like this is where they wanna be and Adelphi, is who they want to play for. Um, But yeah, I mean, just kind of being around them and seeing how they handle things, how they experience, what they experience and how you fit into their, like you said, Wolfpack. I don't really know if I'm getting to a point here.
0: No, you are, I think so. I think it's also, (laughs) it's a lot of like, um, as you were talking, as I started thinking this conversation I had with uh, my boss, um since i'm the assistant here and i we have a head guy who's also assistant ad so conversation i had with him sometimes he tells me you know you don't need to be here for this conversation he goes i don't want to bore you with this i'm a two years one mouth kind of guy um i don't think any kind exactly what you were saying how we're talking to corporate sponsors how we're talking to our athletes how we're treating different coaches as you said you know how we're treating one person is different than what we would check in with another Um, No experience or no there there there's no such thing as like wasted time when listening Mm -hmm. to people like that. Um because there's always something to learn from it. Yes, it could be absolutely trivial. Yes, you could learn what their favorite color is or what their favorite movie is, but who cares? Because you're always listening and, and that's one thing too, is always having an ear out, always being able to listen to somebody and actively listening is something that I found invaluable here.
1: Yeah, because you're just, you're learning how, right? So if you're reporting to someone and they are overseas, like some athletic director, right, they have a vision for what Mm -hmm. they want their department to look like. And it's like, okay, well, and that's even a good thing to kind of get to learn because then you see if you align with that, your morals and how you think and um, how you would envision yourself wanting an athletic department to run, you can figure out very easily if you're going to fit in um or if it's going to work out and it's okay if it doesn't you just have to either change or um you find somewhere else
0: uh yeah and that's okay too if you have to have that honest conversation with yourself as well i mean i think there's another episode where we talk about you know if you're unhappy in a place by god don't stay there
1: don't stay like
0: and I think a lot of people don't leave out of fear of, you know, this is all I've ever known. This is all I've ever done. This is the only place I've ever been. Like, it, Fear keeps a lot of people in check in the wrong way. I've read a book. Um, I think it's over here somewhere. It's on my bookshelf. Uh, Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins. I've talked about this book before because it is honestly like, if you can handle not just a little swearing, but a lot of swearing, this book is you. um he talks about uh a governor on your mind um what happens when your car how fast can your car go just 120 130 miles an hour what happens when your car hits about 90 it starts shaking right it starts shaking a lot your car can do 130 but there's a governor on the car that says when you hit 90 you're done like whatever you do above 90 you have the ability to go above 90 but I'm not going to let you go above 90. And I think that that's what a lot of people do with fear and their life and everything is that they let this governor on their head keep them in this place of being unhappy, being unfulfilled in, in any sort of way. And that's what kind of I've been thinking about a lot. And I, I, now I don't know where I'm going with this tangent, but I thought so it was just something that I wanted to share before as we wind it down.
1: So. Yeah. It's funny that you yeah. mentioned that book because our uh, women's basketball team, they actually do. They started a few weeks ago, um, kind of like a mental toughness challenge thing. Mm-hmm. So each week there are different challenges, one-on-one or two-versus-two of within the the program. And at the end of each week, there's a, a You Can't Hurt Me um, or a Can't Hurt Me uh, award winner uh, that they uh, announce at the end of each week. So yeah, everything has um, like a point system, but it, it's funny that you mentioned that book. I guess I'll have to read it now.
0: Yeah, yeah, tough dude. Seriously, toughest man on the planet. Great Instagram follow. Again, you gotta gotta get through the swearing. If, if, yeah. you're, uh, if you're not swear, you gotta you, you gotta understand where he's coming from. So, but anyway, sure. um, yeah, we're pressing up against time here for a little bit. So uh, I'd like to transition to part of the interview where I like to ask some fun questions. Does that sound for you?
1: Sounds good.
0: Good. Uh, in your professional tenure, what's your favorite memory?
1: In my professional. If you have one. Oh gosh. Yeah. Um, probably at oh, I don't know. I feel like there's. I mean, I've only been a professional since well, 2015. That's I guess five years, six years. That's a pretty long time. Um, I will say the 2019 was 2019. Yeah, women's lacrosse national championship. Um, we were we did the the handshake line at the end, which I feel like will never come back because of COVID. And we were walking towards the stands and there were um, blasters. And I saw this woman get up and she walked away and it must've tripped the the confetti. And like, none of us were ready. And the confetti goes into the Michigan wind and is like swept away. And I was just like, oh, that seemed like it was going to be really important. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Kind of yeah. Um, what about the other side? What's your biggest horror story? If you have one.
1: Oh my God. I was, it must've been my first spring back. And I, I'm a habitual coffee drinker. And usually for Saturdays, I'm drinking an extra large coffee and my coffee had tipped over onto my laptop. So it's the third, I think it was the third quarter of a men's lacrosse game. And all of a sudden I start going to put in like ground balls and it's like, it's prompting me to put in a clear and I'm like oh my god now I've literally broken my keyboard with an entire quarter left to go what the heck am I gonna do I like I call IT and I'm like I I think I just messed up my computer like I'm gonna shut it down I had to hand write the entire fourth quarter I was like oh my god I was like I can't do this I can't do this for the rest of my life
0: (laughs) yeah not as long as uh I, I did play by play in college a lot I and mean, he would always talk my, my boss who was also the professor that I never had, it, ironically. But yeah. um he was always like when you get yourself a drink, put it at your feet and that was like his biggest emphasis because when he was a pro, he always dumped it somehow, somewhere apparently. So
1: Yeah, put it at your um, feet, make sure it has a really strong lid. Don't drink mm-hmm. by a computer. Very basic thing. Don't yeah.
0: um I think, like, don't drink, like, super acidic drinks like Gatorade. Like, don't drink that by your laptop either.
1: Oh, it gets sticky (laughs) after.
0: Yeah, that and it, like, I think it, like, eats that out of the way a little bit more. Does a little bit more damage. Good to Um, know. Of course, I could be completely wrong about that. That could have been totally a prank. (laughs) It sounds good. Um, Yeah, makes me sound smart. That's all I care about. Um, uh, What's one thing you're interested in to learn more about in this profession?
1: the advancement development side of things. So um, I'm not privy to a lot of conversations where my boss or maybe our advancement team asks donors for donations or uh, pledge uh, pledges, but I am slowly getting more and more involved. And um, I work on a lot of the, the materials for it. Um, so like say we're, we just started a softball um, traditions project campaign and I was able to help create the brochure for that. Um, that's going to go out to alumni and kind of just being a part of those conversations. I, uh, I think it's so important that when we're engaging our alumni, it's not because we're solely want, we, we want to ask them for money. It's, it's more of building those relationships and having, um, having them reconnect with the university if they've lost touch and it kind of how, what's the best way to kind of do that.
0: Okay, cool. Um, when you're not in the office, what do you do to have fun?
1: Oh, what do I do to have fun? And it's funny because I haven't been in the office since March, so. Right. When
0: um, you're not working in your kitchen, when do you do that fun?
1: Yeah. I'm a big foodie. I like to eat. I like to go out to eat. Um,
0: mm-hmm. I'll tell, I, I'm going to cut you off right there. I tried a burger place here and like I got back to my desk, I sat down, I started eating and I'm like, this burger sucks. Because oh, no. I'm a big like I like to try like different things too. I love trying different beer. I love trying different, especially pub food. My fiance and I we love to go try new pub food. And my A D walks down and he goes, Somebody's got McDonald's. And I was like, it's, it's me. I've got this really crappy burger. And he goes, Where is it from? And I told him, and he goes, "You can't say that about the best burger in Michigan. So I've already pissed everybody off, like about this I thought it was awful. Like it was like I don't know, but anyway, you can continue what you were saying. But that just reminded me of that. I was like, a
1: in, devastated. In a non-pandemic world, um, concerts. Uh, I like to be outside. We like to go, we um we live in Astoria and we're a mile and a half from the park, Astoria Park, and it's right on the river, so that's like fun to hang out. I have nephews, so I like to. I mean, this is this time as crappy as it's been, I've been able to go home a lot um to, to see them and to be with my family. So
0: cool. Uh well you've already mentioned being a foodie. Uh next time somebody's in is it the Garden City? Is that where y'all located at? Yep. Yeah. Next time somebody's in the area, what's your restaurant and bar recommendation?
1: Oh restaurant Oh, uptime BK Sweeney's, yes. BK Sweeney's uh it's okay. on it's right next to the train track. Sorry, I had to ask my husband. Um, you're good what the name of that place was but humongous salads really good salads
0: gotcha perfect um if anybody had any questions for you wanted to follow up with you would be the best way oh any questions for you
1: yeah um reach out to me on twitter emily Dorco one i think is my handle um i'm i feel even in my position i wish i was better at my own twitter i'm not really super active on it i i like do some things like a lot on one day and then i won't tweet for like probably weeks um or just uh if my email can be put in a comment section that'd be cool eDorco at adelphi.edu um yeah pretty simple
0: perfect cool cool (laughs) well emily thank you thank you very much for coming on we all really do appreciate it
1: of course thank you so much for having me